Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. As the Republican Party scrambles to find a reason why the red wave that they were expecting in the midterm elections failed to present itself, could the answer be as simple as Republicans are actually killing their own voters? There's a very good possibility that that's actually true because it appears that they're might be a connection between the COVID-19 pandemic and deaths of Republican voters. It appears that COVID deaths are not distributed evenly among Republicans and Democrats. A working paper that was released in September of 2022 by the National Bureau of Economic Research, which is an American private nonprofit research organization that is, quote, in their words, quote, committed to undertaking and disseminating unbiased economic research among public policymakers, business professionals, and the academic community. End quote. This working paper is titled Excess Death Rates for Republicans and Democrats During the COVID-19 Pandemic. And in this working paper, it looks like more Republicans died during the COVID-19 pandemic than Democrats When you consider that party affiliation spans all genders, all races, all nationalities, all climate conditions, there's, (laughs) you're going to find people of all types as Republicans, and then the same is going to be true also for Democrats. So, why the uneven distribution of deaths? The average, what they're calling excess death rates, and to be clear, what what that means is during any given year, in a particular state or country, you can expect an average number of deaths. Excess death rates are deaths over and above the average and are normally attributed to something like a a natural disaster, for instance, pandemic, things like that. The Excess death rates, uh, the average excess death rates in Florida and Ohio, both red states, 
were 76% higher among Republicans than Democrats during the period of March 2020 through December 2021. So again, based on historical trends, these excess deaths are ones that you wouldn't have expected to occur during this period of time unless there was a specific reason and cause for those deaths. Back in June, another study, which was published in Health Affairs, uh, found that counties with a Republican majority had a greater share of COVID deaths through October 21 relative to majority Democratic counties. And this has the experts wondering what the heck is going on? Could it be lower vaccination rates among Republicans? Could the lack of mask use and following social distancing guidelines uh, cause uh, more Republican deaths than Democrat deaths? Well, it's no secret that the right-wing media, uh, lots of the opinion programming, for instance, that airs every night on Fox News, they certainly were not proponents of vaccinations or, or masks. I can remember the folks on Fox sitting there telling people to get out and live your life and shop. Of course, at the time they were airing these episodes of their shows, the hosts were sitting in their home studios broadcasting from home where they were safe because Fox News had pretty much shut down its studio facilities due to the pandemic. At least that's what I remember being reported at the time. So my personal experience on social media is that uh, a lot of the folks who were Republicans were adamant against getting masks, wearing masks in public, that doesn't help, they can't breathe, I'm getting too much carbon monoxide, it's going to cause me to pass out. I don't want to wear a mask. It's not comfortable. Fogs up my glasses. I guess being on a ventilator for a couple of weeks is more comfortable than wearing a mask in a store for 30 or 45 minutes, huh? And of course, the whole point of wearing a mask is not to protect yourself, but it's to protect the others around you, which is why when a patient goes in to have surgery, the surgical staff and the surgeon are wearing masks. It's because they want to protect their patient. If it was the other way around, the patient would be the one wearing the mask and the surgical staff wouldn't wear anything. 
So basically walking around during a pandemic in public, not wearing a mask and not practicing social distancing told the whole world that you were an, well, an a-hole, to put it nicely. That's what I always thought. I thought, what a incredible jerk. Not the kind of person you want to be around at all. I don't understand anybody who will not take precautions to protect someone else from getting sick or possibly dying. That's just a human trait. And if you don't have it, you're defective. You're a bad person. There's just something wrong with you. And if you are so delicate that you can't wear a mask for some medical reason, chances are you shouldn't be out in public during a pandemic to begin with. Hello? At any rate, researchers at Yale uh, said that uh, the reluctance to get vaccinated, which was higher among Republicans than it was among Democrats, might be the biggest culprit in more Republicans dying due to COVID-19. According to Jacob Wallace, who was one of the authors of uh, this working paper and an assistant professor of health policy at the Yale School of Public Health, He said, quote, in counties where a large share of the population is getting vaccinated, we see a much smaller gap between Republicans and Democrats, end quote. And the paper that uh, Mr. Wallace was working on did indeed find that the partisan gap in deaths widened from April to December of 2021, after all adults became eligible for COVID vaccines. Excess death rates in Florida and Ohio were 153% higher among Republicans than Democrats during that time, according to the paper. (laughs) So, when you consider the fact that The United States has now had over a million COVID-19 deaths. I haven't checked recently to find out what the current total is, but we're still having an average, I think, of somewhere around 400 people a day dying of COVID. Last I heard, that that may not be accurate. I hope it's not. But uh, 400 people a day is a lot of people, folks. And when you consider over a million people died during the height of the pandemic, think of all the families and friends and co-workers that were affected and impacted by that. And now we're beginning to see that folks who were vaccinated, folks who wore masks, and folks who practiced social distancing fared far, far better than those who didn't. So what exactly is the difference in this, considering 
everything except political affiliation is pretty common between these groups. Could it be that the Republicans depended on their right-wing media sources for information instead of getting actual factual information for themselves? I think that's very likely true. I remember hearing that the majority of Republicans got most of their news through the big right-wing media sources, which would be Fox News on uh, cable television, which is a standard part of most cable television packages, and, and I think satellite packages as well, and right-wing talk radio. There are, I believe, over 1,500 radio stations coast-to-coast right now broadcasting right-wing propaganda talk radio. And one of the big things was if you don't want to get vaccinated, you don't have to get vaccinated. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. My body, my choice. I remember hearing that a lot. I remember seeing people on television when reporters would ask them, well, how come you're not, you know, getting vaccinated and wearing a mask and everything? My body, my choice. Remember people were being confronted when they were out shopping because they had a mask on? Well, so much for my body, my choice, because since then, the right-leaning Supreme Court has pretty much decided when it comes to women, it's not my body, my choice. It's your body, our choice, because uh, we're going to tell you what you have to do if you get pregnant, and you don't have any say about it. But when it comes to vaccinations and protecting other people, uh, you know, they don't really have anything to say about it. I can remember, I believe it was the the lieutenant governor in Texas commenting that uh, maybe older people just needed to sacrifice their lives on behalf of the younger generations. He thought that that was an adequate solution to, you know, the shortage of masking and vaccines and stuff at the time. (laughs) There is... No doubt at all that vaccination plays a huge, huge part in the difference between um, getting sick and not getting sick. So, is it possible that if some of these Republicans who died because they refused to get vaccinated and they refused to wear a mask? Is it possible that if they had lived to vote in the midterms that the Republicans might have been more successful? Very possibly. Let's be honest at this point. 
The Republican Party cannot afford to lose any voters. The most recent statistics that I was able to find, which I think uh, were from 2021, I believe, indicate that there are 31 states with party registration and others um, voters can register without a reference to a party. In 19 states and the District of Columbia, there are more registered Democrats than Republicans. In 12 states, there are more registered Republicans than Democrats. And when you put those figures in aggregate, 40% of all voters in party registration states are Democrats. 29% are Republicans, and 28% have registered as independent. Nationally, the Democratic advantage in the party registration states is around 12 million voters. So there are far more Democrats registered than Republicans. And there is a lot of evidence that supports this. For instance, Democrats, uh, Democratic Party presidential candidates for president have won seven out of eight times since 1992. Think about that. In the last 31 years plus, seven out of the eight times that America has voted for a president, the Democratic candidate won the popular vote. The Democratic Party has received 51.9% of the votes uh, cast in presidential elections from 1992 to 2016. And it's not a secret that new voters who are registering for the first time are overwhelmingly registering as Democrats. And especially younger generations of people, young adults who are just now uh, of voting age, are registering as Democrats, which is why some Republicans have suggested that we really ought to raise the voting age in the United States to 21 or something like that. Because, well, you know, make them wait a couple more years. When Donald Trump was in office for four years, his approval rate never went above 50%, ever. So 
The writing is on the wall for the Republican Party, and I think that that explains all of the crazy things that we've seen them doing lately. There's no doubt that the Republicans are participating in election fraud and voter disenfranchisement. They do not want people to vote. And the reason for that is because they know that these statistics exist and that historically they continue to grow in the favor of the Democratic Party and it shows lots of people that were Republicans have now left the party either to register as Democrat or as an independent. People, America, the majority at large in America does not agree with the Republican Party's policies. Now, you would think that a political party seeing this trend, which, as I said, this isn't a new thing. This has been going on for a long time, and you can be certain that they all know these statistics. So instead of saying, gosh, we seem to be completely out of touch with what the majority of the American people want. Polling has consistently shown for years that the majority of the American people want legal abortion. The majority of the American people want gun laws enacted that are responsible and reasonable. The majority of the American people want an increase in the federal minimum wage. And what party consistently is on the opposite side of that? It's the Republican Party. So the Republicans see all of this happening. And what do they do? Instead of changing their policies to be more in tune with the direction Americans are heading, they're now taking every step they can, doing everything underhanded they can think of to hold on to as much power as long as they possibly can. It's not going to be too long before America is no longer going to have a white majority. White people in the United States of America in the near future are going to become a minority. And the Republicans don't like that. They want to preserve that white majority, which is why they keep attacking immigration. They don't want any non-white people moving into the country. Immigration has been an issue for a long time, but they won't come to the table and sit down and have a reasonable discussion about immigration with the Democrats. And any legislation that has been suggested has either been filibustered or blocked or voted down by the Republicans. And their only response is to build a wall to keep people out. Obviously, that is not the answer.
So Republicans pretend that there is a problem with people voting fraudulently. And again, there is absolutely no evidence that has ever indicated widespread voter fraud has been an issue in the United States. Never. Little bits here and there. Sometimes there's an honest mistake made. Sometimes people are intentionally trying to be deceptive. And that's stupid because they almost always get caught. And when there has been voter fraud, it's never in numbers big enough that it would have changed the outcome of that election. But the Republicans want people to think that there are just tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people voting illegally, stealing these elections. The biggest lie, of course, is Donald Trump's lie from the 2020 election. And I've said this a lot of times on this podcast, but it bears repeating, we still have never seen a shred of legitimate evidence that that's happening. We're supposed to take their word for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because they're always so honest, right? That is why we see voters being taken off the voter rolls. Uh, they want people to have voter ID. They, they're doing everything they possibly can to make it harder for people to vote. I've talked about the stuff going on in Georgia. The Republicans control Georgia. And they have enacted some very harsh laws. When they used to have drop boxes for mail-in ballots, um, in, uh, let's say, oh, I think it was the Atlanta area, which is the largest metropolitan area of Georgia, according to, I believe it was Greg Pallast, who has, he's done so much investigation into the voting um, stunts that the Republican Party's been pulling in Georgia the last few years. Uh, in Metro Atlanta, in the, I think it was the 2020 election, they had 107 drop boxes in Metro Atlanta. Do you know how many they had in 2022? 25. And do you know where those were located? They were located mostly in government buildings that were only open during government business hours, like, you know, Monday through Friday. So if you had to work or if you were a student in class, it really wasn't convenient. And on the Saturday before the election, um, no, it wasn't the Saturday before, I'm sorry. It was the day of the election, just, you know, that Tuesday. Um the drop boxes were not available on election day in Georgia. If you had your mail-in ballot, if you had your ballot ready to go, you could not just go and put it in a drop box and be done with it. 
you had to stand in line at a polling place and wait with everybody else. Do you think that that was done to make voting more accessible and easier for people? No, it was not. It was done to prevent people from voting. People who had to go back to work or had a class coming up that couldn't stand in line and wait had to leave. That is voter disenfranchisement, and that is election fraud because you're intentionally targeting people who are not likely to support your party. And it's wrong. And the reason they're getting away with it is that the right-leaning Supreme Court doesn't think that discrimination exists in the United States anymore because we had a black president. It's insane, people. You wonder why things are just so wrong in so many ways. It's crap like this. And I know that I am completely fed up with it, and everybody I talk to is tired of it. And some of them are Republicans, but they're fed up with it. Things have to change, folks. The number of mail-in ballots in Georgia plummeted between 2020 and 2022 due to laws put in place by Republicans. And let me tell you the latest little dirty thing that they're doing right now. Typically, there has been Saturday voting available in Georgia, even after holidays, as recently as, as uh, you know, in the last few years. And this year, after Thanksgiving, they're not going to have Saturday voting in Georgia. It's, they've decided it's not going to be legal this year. There's a law in Georgia on voting that states that, quote, there shall be a period of advanced voting that shall commence on the fourth Monday immediately prior to a runoff from a general election in which there are candidates for a federal office on the ballot in the runoff, end quote. And this year, the runoff election is scheduled for Tuesday, December the 6th. And, of course, the runoff is going to be between uh, Georgia Senate candidates Raphael Warnock, who is the incumbent, and Herschel Walker, uh, who's the Republican, who's challenging uh, the Democrat. And there's now been a lawsuit filed in uh, the Superior Court of Fulton County by the Warnock for Georgia campaign, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, known as the DSCC, and the Democratic Party of Georgia. And the intent is to protect Georgians' access to Saturday early voting. And despite the fact that Saturday voting before an election has not been an issue. It, it seems it's tied into Saturday after a holiday and before an election. It's, it's intentionally confusing. 
But in the past, the same situation has occurred, and Georgia allowed people to vote on that Saturday. But this time, this time they've decided arbitrarily to just change that law. And uh, it seems that the intent is to rig the system to disenfranchise voters' right to participate in a democratic um, election. So, and the reason that there's a runoff is because in Georgia, you have to have uh, 50% of the vote to be declared the winner, and neither one of the candidates received 50%. So that's why there's a runoff. And, you know, it's just, it's really, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, there's just no reason to block Saturday voting. Uh, it, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't make sense. Voting is a right and states ought to be as accommodating as they possibly can be to voters. And the Republicans just don't want people to vote. And it's because they know that a lot of changes are occurring in party affiliation and that more people are beginning to lean Democratic. More people want more progressive things to happen instead of these regressive things. And the Republicans are finding themselves on the wrong side of the majority and they're doing everything they can to hold on to as much as they possibly can for as long as they can. But that isn't the way that the Republican Party sees it. Certainly not the Republican Party in Georgia. And the only thing that we can do is continue to vote and to continue to fight them on these things. I read that... uh, One of the reasons why the Democrats lost the House this year is because of redistricting, gerrymandering, up in uh, New York State. In New York State, the Democrats had the majority and they submitted a gerrymandered congressional districting map uh, like the Republicans did in the states that they controlled and a fed, a judge up in New York State said that the map was too gerrymandered and favored the Democratic Party too much and that they had to redo it. Or they couldn't use that, so they had to redo it. And because a judge made this ruling, the Democrats did what they were required to do by law and they changed the map. And because... They changed it to make it more fair. They ended up losing four seats in the House of Representatives. Four seats just from New York State. 
However, when this same situation occurred in a Republican-controlled state, do you know what the Republicans did? They delayed and they delayed and they delayed until it was too late to make the changes. So they got to keep the uh, um, evil gains that they made through their, uh, through their actions. So much for the Republicans being the party of law and order. I think that happened in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. I discussed details of that a couple of podcasts back, your week before last or something like that. So we have one party that is trying to make voting more accessible to people. And we have another party who is trying to make voting less accessible. One party wants to make sure that voting is as available as it can possibly be to people. And and it's right. Why would we want to put restrictions on rights? The Republicans certainly wouldn't consider putting any restrictions on the right to bear arms. But on the right to vote, oh, you bet we're going to throw lots of restrictions on that. It just doesn't make sense. They don't want to protect people. They want to protect themselves. And I just think that that is, uh, I think that's wrong. I think that's very wrong. So... That's the situation right now, and uh, that, I think that explains um, quite a bit about um, the, uh, the current situation with uh, Republicans losing some elections that they were kind of expected to win in the midterms, this, this big red wave. I kind of wonder if maybe more of their voters had survived COVID-19. They would have been around to vote in the midterms, and maybe they would have won some of these areas that they thought they were going to win. Anyway, it is just something to think about. But uh, it does seem that uh, um, vaccination played a big role in the number of Republicans who died during the COVID-19 pandemic. I think that science and factual research and data shows that when you get vaccinated against something like COVID-19 or the flu or shingles, or whatever the heck it is, your chances of getting those things are greatly lessened. I don't think that there's too many people who tell you it's 100%. I mean, nothing's 100%, right? Other than death, everybody dies. But other than that, there's really nothing that's 100%. But vaccination absolutely plays a role in mortality. And in this instance, it certainly seems that vaccination uh, played a role in the difference between excess mortality between red and blue states. 
And the whole point of vaccination is that uh, you have less transmission of the virus when you have more people vaccinated, which means there are fewer cases and less mortality and fewer opportunities for the virus to mutate and build up immunity to this vaccination. Which is why it's very, very important that uh, people get vaccinated and wear masks to reduce the transmission of these viruses because you're giving them more opportunity to be transmitted. Now, I will point out that both of the papers that I've talked about in, uh, in this podcast um, said that, um, that there are some limitations. Um, it's difficult to, for instance, um, determine whether there are other demographic factors, maybe education level, proximity to healthcare services, um, older residents um, who are more susceptible or uh, a higher percentage of people who have uh, existing um, conditions that might make them more susceptible to uh, dying because of this virus. Um, the uh, Yale University paper did uh, linked link political affiliation to excess COVID deaths at an individual level. And um, it still used uh, county-level vaccination rates as well. So, uh, and that research was limited to just two states. So, it's a limited study, but it does tend to show that areas that are red had lower vaccination rates, lower mask use rates, lower social distancing rates, and they had higher mortality rates from COVID-19. That's just a fact. And you've got to figure a lot of those folks might have been registered voters. And out of those deaths, a lot of people that could have gone to the polls to vote in the midterms weren't able to do so. Food for thought, you can't kill off your supporters and expect to win elections, honestly, can you? Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy. And I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Thank you.